Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 140 of the Sporting 160 EN podcast. We've got a good one for you today, but before we get into anything specific, let me introduce you to my co-hosts. First, we've got Mr. Chris. How are you doing today, man? Doing good. I am still honestly feeling a little hyped up off the basketball dub today, which I had the opportunity to watch. Um, love to see Benfica in the mud on all fronts. You'd love to see sporting on top in all fronts. And uh, yeah, let's get it, baby. Yes, most definitely. And last but certainly not least, we've got Mr. Danny Saldana. How are you doing today, man? Good as well, man. Same as Christian, feeling the same and also feeling better that we got that fucking ugly ass pest away from us. You know, finally broke the curse of Family Kelm, the George Mins curse. So uh, feeling good, feeling feeling optimistic going into uh, Friday. I'll be honest with you, boys. Yeah, most definitely. And I am your host, uh, Sam Fonseca. Feel free to follow us uh, on Twitter as they come up on the screen. Um, but before we get into the juicy bit of it, we've got our Twitter questions, which we sort of neglected last week because a lot of them were just what we were going to do anyway. But we've got quite a few um, today, so I'll get them up for you now. Can you guys see that, yeah? Was that you zoom in a just a bit. bit closer? Yeah, cool. Let me zoom in. Boom. There we go. We got uh Lauren, who is a, a friend of the podcast. She asks, uh, What XI would you play? Uh, versus Porto, a uh, guy will start in front of uh, Porro, but like the Emory, try someone else. Uh, Danny, I'll give this one to you first. Are you expecting any sort of massive changes in the starting 11? Or do you reckon it's going to be the same old, same old, obviously, without a Pedro Porro? Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's going to be as expected. Curious to see because I think he's a guy who has that right back spot and uh, Neto or Fidal. Neto or Fidal. I think Fidal. that's a, I think it's yeah, that's true too. I think it'll be Fidal though. Fidal's been playing like shit. Big games. Bro. I agree. I feel like Fidal's been playing like shit, man. I agree. I agree. Uh-huh. He, he he plays in most big games. I'd be sh- I'd be shocked if he starts Nunu Sunset at the left. With Mateus Reyes, yeah, and Quach. I'd be shocked. Um, but also a possibility, don't get me wrong. Um, he's a guy who I think is a as a shoe in for, for right back, by the way, and deserved because you know he is, if he's not the top, he's up there in terms of assists. Um, I know maybe if we're losing, he'll put in maybe if we're yes. losing, he'll put in Eshtevs or something, but yeah, I think it makes I think it makes sense too. And I yeah. hope this I hope to I do hope to see Stevs. Uh I would love to see him play against his old club as well. It'd be interesting to see how he handles that pressure. One, but uh, I think I think he'd make a lot of uh, Porto fans sour. The fact that he's gonna leave. I mean, they might be sour already, but seeing him in the flesh might might make them even worse. Um, I think another big one is Pot. I don't know if there's been any news. I haven't I haven't seen it at least. Didn't practice. Pot coming out in practice. Didn't only in the gym. didn't. No. So that's that's where he's. Well, he did, but only gym work, not field work. Mm-hmm. That's that's a bit worrisome. Um, could just be us playing our cards close to our chest. Um, could just be us giving him a little his legs some break, like a break. Because let's be real, I mean he doesn't necessarily need to be in every training session, um, you know. But that's that's what I'm slightly worried about. But I think we're gonna if if that's the case, we're giving Tabata the nod and not Marcus Edwards like most people might expect. Um, one because Tabata played against Family Kellen last time. I think. Edwards is for the left, Tabata's for the right. Um, but also, I think Tabata's deserving of this shot, too, because every time he's come on, in my opinion, at least he's played well. But um, 
in this case, just the the eleven. So I'll I'll say my eleven actually. So obviously Adan, I'll go with Fadal, Inasiu, and Quach. I'll go with Nirej and uh, Ishgayu. I'll go with Pelinga. I'll yeah, Pelinga, Mateus Nunes, and um, I'm gonna assume Pot doesn't show. So Tabata, Paulinho, and Sarabia. That's my eleven. Yeah. Uh, Chris, you can follow suit with your 11. Uh, just a, another question to add on. I know a lot of people are saying, obviously, Sumani should play because of his goal-scoring record. Do you think maybe I'm going to switch it up and start him, or would you reckon Paulinho is the, the best one to start? Uh, I think Paulinho is probably the one to start. Um, and <laughs> the players that we want to see are hopefully not going to play because if they do play, I feel like it's uh, Slimani, bro. If he comes in, it's because we're chasing or because Pauling is either just he he put it or he's coming in in like the 87th minute because Pauling always just worked his fucking socks off in a hell of an effort and we're clinging to a one nothing and we just need someone new to chase, which I guess that's fine, but we're not going to like get a preview of what's to come or anything in like the four minutes of him just trying to defend uh, Edwards again, like maybe we'll get him for some juice off the bench, but like, I hope we're making like defensive substitutions. You <laughs> got maybe like, I don't know. And if Stevs, I feel like if Stevs plays at all, it is, we're definitely losing in the game because that's like, you know, he's more offensive I feel like then has got you, and it's just like, bro, just bomb down the, bomb down the right, get balls in, create something offensively. Like we need something, um, and as guy, it would be more just he can settle in more. I feel like and play more defensively. I mean, obviously he gets forward too, but like scenario wise, um, if it's one nothing us, uh, he's not going to put his steps in. Um, but yeah, I think it's all. I think it's all going to be the same as Danny's eleven. But I think Pop is going to play. Um, to be honest. I, hope I just so. feel like he is. And I think he's – I feel like the injury is kind of an excuse for him. Mm-hmm. Um, a little – it takes some of the pressure off. I, it, I think it's just they're just giving him fatigue rest. And it's a really – it is a short turnaround, and then the Champions League is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that much time to rest. But um, I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't practice tomorrow and then still plays – still starts on Friday. Yeah, just while we're on the topic, I'll give this one to you again, Chris. But even if he is – fully fit is there any chance do you think that or given your opinion would you switch him out he's been in quite a bad form i would say is but would you reckon he should he should start against porter um i think that he i think that he still has to start um yeah i think he still has to start and to be honest i didn't think he had like (laughs) i think he's had worse games this season honestly than, than this most recent one um like when he was in that seven game run of being without a goal um i think he had worse games in there and then he did break that streak he scored another goal i think he's trending in the right direction despite not being all the way there yet yeah uh, i've seen nuno's other question but we'll get into that during the the familiar cow game but um daniel I'll give this one to you from our main man steph he says um Fadal's not playing well this year um who would you play in this place or do you think do you reckon he should still be there I know he's had a little bit of an off-season, but are we trusting Nuno Santos on the left and Matthews Rice in the middle, or Neto in the middle and still Matthews Rice out on the left? What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I I do agree with Steph. He's not he's not playing as well as he played last season, and then, of course, he's had his injury struggles. Um, I just think mainly we're going to play with Fidal because we've played with 
we've put Fidel playing on most big games um, or on all big games almost. Um, yes, I, I, I do agree. He hasn't played to the level that he has last season. I don't think he's been as shit as people are making it out to be. I, I, it's like the same way I'm feeling with, with how we're criticizing Pot, with how we're criticizing Ishgayu. I'm not saying that they're not they're perfect players. Far, Four more games, by the way, and he's renewed for another season. So I say Fidel's guaranteed to be coming back, hmm. basically. Wait, unless, they just, unless they just excommunicate him, like, next month. Fair enough. <laughs> Might happen, also. He's been quite uh, injury-prone, so if he pulls up again... Yeah, or if they know. disappear him, Binag-style, with, like, a three-month injury, and then they're just like, ah, <laughs> might as well just wait till the end. And then he finishes yeah. his 24 games. <laughs> yeah. Um, if I'm replacing Fidal, I'm replacing him with Netu because Netu has done well this, so far this season, and I think Netu is deserving of a spot in this game. He played well against Befica too. He's a big game player, um, but uh, I think we're gonna stick with Fidal. I I don't mind him. I don't mind him, but I see the concerns as well because, like Christmas, Christmas was just saying, like four games and he's renewed. We're not mad at that, definitely not. But there's definitely gonna be better options in the market. I, we've been saying, or I, at least I've been saying, you know, Marcus Edwards, great signing. Is it a priority? Maybe not. Center back would have been a priority, but uh, but hey, I'm, I'm riding with I'm riding with Fidal because uh, Amuding's been riding with Fidal for most big games. So, um, but yes, I do see I do see the cause of concern, but I think we're over exaggerating on a lot of things. Like I said, same with Pot. Okay, he's not scoring as many goals, maybe not as many assists, failing a bit. But is the criticism justified? I'm not exactly sure. Same with Fidal. He's been injured. You know, it's tough. Yeah, fair enough. I'm inclined to agree. Um, Chris, I'm going to give this one to you. I'm not sure if you're, if you're, if you know, but it's a good question from Juicebox, who's also in the chat at the moment. Um, have you seen Rafael Camacho? <laughs> where, where is he at? <laughs> that is a good one. Um, I think he's been injured a lot this season. Uh, He's played a few games for. I think he's at B Sad. Um, Good. And I, yeah. think he's played a, I think he's played a few games, but I don't think he's played recently. I don't know if he has like an option to buy on his loan, but yeah, that shit, that shit ain't getting activated. B Sad's going down and dissolving. He'll be back, and we'll have to deal with him. But yeah, forgot about him. That was what five million spent from Sporting. Yeah. He hasn't been in, yeah. he hasn't been in a squad since mid December, um, and before that, his last game was October. So, <laughs> yeah, he's we might need a proof of life check soon because it's been a, it's been about a it's been about a month and a half. <laughs> we might have to we might have to give him the Miguel Luis uh, treat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's cause of concern because if you can't get into this Bisad team, yeah, God damn, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'll say. And the last sort of question we have, not really a question, just stuff that would be nice to share. Uh, Andrew Panacho, sorry if I pronounced that wrong, says, best Rob podcast out there, can't wait to listen. Thank you very much. Appreciate all the kind words. But um, now we'll get into um, the main game of the week, uh, which was against Familiar Cow. Like Danny mentioned earlier, finally beating the streak. Let me just get the correct tab up, which I think should be this one. Cool. And I'll zoom in a bit as well. Cool. So it was a, a 2 0 win beating for Milikau. Um A penalty for, for both teams was given on Sport Month from the Cow, which we'll get into in a minute. But the lineups are as followed Adan, 
who had a stunning performance, by the way. Fadal, Kowathis, Inacio, Pedro Parra, Matus Rice, Matus Nunes, Polina, Pedro Gonzalez, Srabia, and Paulinho. Um, off the bench as Guy Ugarte, Debata, Slimani, and Nuno Santos. Pedro Porro, unfortunately, picking up a yellow, which means he misses the game against Porto. But, Danny, what were your overall thoughts on the game? The penalty decision, the yellow card? What were your overall thoughts on it? Yeah, stupid yellow card, I think, for Porro. Uh, unnecessary. Uh, you know you're on a yellow card. Then he was complaining about the yellow. I think it was a fair yellow, to be honest. Um, in terms of the game, I'm a little shocked on how we approached it. We were mainly trying to hit them on the counter. We we let them have more of the ball, which is, I mean, interesting, seeing as they're a team that we've... Um, under Amuring, at least historically, have uh, struggled under. Um, but nonetheless, I thought we played well even off the ball. Um, not our best performance, but not not bad. Not it's, it's, it was okay. Um, my boy, I mean, okay, let's let's start with the penalty. Let's go in chronological order. See a lot of rival fans crying over our penalty. I think it's a clear penalty in my eyes. I don't even think he makes contact with the ball. I might, maybe I'm missing it. Maybe I'm missing it, admittedly. But I mean, before I think he, he, I contact, think he does, I think he does touch the ball. I think he does. To me, it seems like Paulinho gets a foot on the ball, and that's what makes the ball like kind of push ahead a bit. And then the guy comes through. Or okay, when he touches the ball, he comes through Paulinho to do his it. other foot, the foot that's not playing the ball. He comes through his back foot. Then okay, then maybe I missed that. I might have to watch. I, I, yeah, I was again. just watching it. Yeah. Because his he slides in with his right foot extended to try to get the ball, which he does. But at the same time that he's extending with his right foot, his left foot clears out Paulinho's other foot that's not extending for the ball. Um, that's where I think the foul is. I think the foul is not the foot that's playing the ball. Hmm. I could be wrong because I think that he does it. actually win. I think he does actually win the ball. But it's the back foot. I sent it in the group um, a little yeah, while ago. Yeah, yeah. In, in, like, in, in slow motion. So um, that because like from when I was seeing it live, it seemed like Paulinho touched the ball. It, like, it, if you watch it, the ball speed, pushes in real time. In real time, I was like, no this doubt, is. Pen. And I think the ref, I think the ref did too, because he just instantly um called a penalty. Yeah, and I, I don't think, think there's I don't think there's enough there to overturn it either. Because that's yes, exactly. that's critical. That's what you need. You need to overturn it because he called it on the field. So one, it's a dangerous um, play, but two, I don't even dangerous. see him touching the ball. I'm going to be honest with you. you I just see him going through Paulinho. Not from this angle that you showed us at least the front okay. angle and in the front, the different angle where you're pointing at him or mm -hmm. like you're in front of Paulinho. It seems like Paulinho touches the ball a bit. So the ball just jumps up a bit and then the player just comes in and tackles him and then he touches the ball. In my yeah, opinion, at least, that's what it seems he's, like. He's about to be into the like the eight between the eighteen and the six. He's clearly going to be in like a goal scoring. Yeah. It was like a bad pass that put that guy in that position, right? And, and to be honest, to I, yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, and no, to I mean, be to be honest, to be honest, I think it was an unnecessary tackle from the Family Count guy because even if Paulinho gets it, I don't think he's controlling it that well where he can even get a shot off. I think they can stand this. No, he panicked. I think. I think he panicked. Yeah, so, um, but to me, it's a penalty. Um, you know, Sarabi puts it away. Sarabi's in good form. Um, at, at the very least, like you said, Chris, it's it's there's not enough evidence to overturn it, at least. You know, calls on the field. Maybe if he didn't call the penalty, they they would say that, you know, they would go to VAR and it wouldn't be a penalty. Who knows? But um, 
yeah, in my opinion, it was a penalty. In their penalty, I do Paulinho does. Paulinho has been flopping a lot lately. That is he has been. a fair point. My man tries been. to win three PKs a game. At least he but got juice one. Box, is that a bad thing, though? It works most of the time, like in the Champions League, when mm-hmm. when we got it against Dortmund and obviously uh, against Milikau. Oh, I mean, yeah, he did He did get a sketchy one against Dortmund, too. Yeah. Technicality, PK. All right. You What's don't like playing against rate, these bro? players, but it's better to have them than playing against them, you know? He tried it's to flop um, the game against uh, that we uh, we dropped points recently. Um, at the Prada? very end, at the very end, he tried to flop to get a PK to, I think, t- to tie it. Yeah, it must have. No, Santa Clara because he missed the chance at the end. Oh, the so was, yeah, it was Braga. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah There's even, even a chance yes, in this, in this game as well. To, yep, he tried to flop at the end of this. Yeah. This game on, I think the, are on the first half I think the refs are onto him, bro. I think the refs are low-key onto him. I think that but was the one, cross where he didn't even so... try to control it. He literally knew, like, all he had to do was control it or try and header it. But he just didn't go for any of he those. He went for the flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He felt a little contact and he's there. He's gone. So, yeah. And to be fair, Boru has the flop in him, too. So Yo, Boru's got a way higher success rate, though, mm-hmm, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Just not in the box. Not in the box, he hasn't escalated his abilities into the box yet, but I think he's won a few PKs. I can't remember. Um, but anyways, yeah, their penalty, their penalty, I think is a penalty. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, it was Poru again. Like he was kind of leaning on him, and then as he's kind of falling over, he gets his back legs. I think that's a penalty in my eyes. Big save from Adan. I want to know your guys' opinion in terms of uh, what these Porto fans are crying about by their man's being in the box, uh, even though they did the same against Befica and Maritimo was last oh, year. Oh, 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 I didn't, I didn't even know uh, for a second that what you were what you were talking about. All right, so let's talk about the the second PK, right? The family count PK. Yeah. What do we What do we make of this one? To me, it's a penalty. What do you think? And me, it's a penalty as well. You, do you think that? Um, do you think that the, 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 the family con player, if Poro, uh, didn't foul him, but just like kept shouldering him, but then didn't hit his back leg, do you think that he would have gotten to that ball before Kowatsu, before it went out of bounds? Because he low key, the family con player does take a big, he takes a big touch. Yeah. He takes a big touch. They're like leaning into each other and Poro's leg kind of, uh, bumps the other guy's leg. But I'm to less, me, I'm less sorry. sold on this because I don't think he has possession of the ball. And I okay, don't I see that. I see it's kind of like pass interference if the ball's way out. Is it's like gonna land out of bounds? Like, I mean, I guess you could still call it maybe if it's kind of close. But at the, at the same time, it's like if, if the ball lands out of bounds, no one's catching it. So I don't. Think Paulinho was there to clear it, and I think it was getting cleared. But then this, like, you can never say what will happen. Like, if it do, if he doesn't. Fall, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I would still say it's a pen. I think it's really unlucky because it obviously wasn't on purpose. But, no, you know, no. And they're both kind happens. of doing like a shoulder and they're trying yeah. to like out-muscle each other, you know. But to me, it's the falling over, like how low he is when he's trying to shoulder him. Yeah. And then kind of like falling into his back legs. That's what kind of sells it for the penalty for me, at least. Yeah, same here. For me, this is even softer than Galenus, to be honest, in my eyes. Because at least Galenu is like receiving the ball like this yeah, guy yeah, that's true is like he's taking a touch out of bounds literally yeah you know but now what do you make of the penalty then okay Adan saves it oh we're should talking have, about should have, have been retaken so 
it, the rule is you have, it, it's not your full body has to be in, right? It has, it's a part of your body, right? And Fidal's foot is, is literally on the line. So number <laughs> one, is Fidal even violating the rule? I'll see if I can find the image quickly. Or what, first off, we need to understand what the rule is. But at the same time, there's also a family comp player that's in the in the the D at the top of the box, as much as uh, Fadal is in the box. So I feel like wouldn't that just cancel it out? Isn't isn't that when that happens? They usually just it just breaks even, you know? Like if you score but the goalie's off the line, they're not going to make you retake it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. I. I, I kind of agree with you there too. I think uh, I think it was Steph that said it, and I kind of agree with him. Um, where it's if we're making that one, if we're gonna retake that one, fair enough. Let's retake it, but we have to start really retaking almost or, more so than half of the penalties in Portugal. Women's World Cup, they were varing every single PK, and if the goalie was even an inch off the line, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. if anyone was in the box, they were retaking them. And it was stupid. horrible, bro. Yeah. There was like seven saved PKs that got retaken. Like, what the fuck? You, you can't do that. The family comp player is in the box. And Fidel's foot's on the line. Yes, but Fidel's <laughs> whole body is practically in there. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, they might have to. Okay, I can see I see the argument. Don't get me wrong. I see the argument. I see but the yeah, argument, I thought it was Every At game. first, I thought it was uh, Adan being off the line because of his one foot, to be no, honest. No, dude, he literally but is on the line. Is and, and the goalie yeah, just needs to have... I think Fidel's literally not breaking the rule. It's tough. His I, his back I leg think, might be on the back line. It looks I think ridiculous. any part of your body is past the line. I think it, you all have to be behind it. You all have I your think. whole body has to be behind it? I believe so. Unless it's like an arm or like a mm. hand. Okay. I... I don't quote me on that, but I, I'm pretty sure it has to. It's any part of the body. Okay, so then I guess that they want the fucking women's World Cup style rule where you just retake like every single PK, basically until the attacker scores. <laughs> but it happens every game, and the fact this mm -hmm. is funny is because it's at, it's Porto's actual media Twitter account. It's not like some parody, and they've been on it all week as well. They they tweeted something about Ronaldo saying Sporting yeah. Lisbon instead of Sporting Club Portugal. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, why are you going? Back think I have to play? Oh, have they? Sorry, I've not seen one there. But, but it's just Francisco Marx and all these people. I, I why does he tweet from his well, personal so. account, bro? Is he too embarrassed? That's <laughs> even too embarrassing for him to want to tweet from his personal account. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Just side note: the Benfica one was. Uh, when he was talking about Real Madrid, he's like, oh, they're the biggest club in Spain, like Benfica is to, to in Portugal or some shit like that. Maybe oh, that wasn't I, an official I, Benfica. I, I Maybe that wasn't that a Benfica one, yeah. page, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, I see their argument. Maybe retake it, but yeah, then retake all of them. You know, let's let's really start enforcing that rule. No, you it's basically retake it until there's it's a goal. <laughs> exactly. If that goes in, are, are we going to cry to retake it? And if it's a goal, then you don't retake it, or unless mm -hmm. the attackers are in. Um, no, but the familiar count players are in technically too. Yeah. If it's any so part of your body, the familiar count players are also in. Um, yeah, I don't. So yeah. Anyways, I mean, I hear their argument, but uh, at the end of the day, the ball never lies. A save is a save. Big man. I think we need uh, to. They done. should. The VAR should focus on getting the calls right and not monitoring the line. Um, mm -hmm. They have enough to worry. About. Mm 
Agreed. That can be the linesman's job because pretty soon those things are gonna, those guys are going to be obsolete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Once we have the PES uh, offside <laughs> <Yeah>. system. <laughs> exactly. Um, second half, bro, more of the same. Not a lot to talk about aside from my boy scoring a banger. Uh, shout out Matilde Reij. I just seen something today. Uh, just as I got home, he's the fifth uh, most capped player under Amuring. Uh, I don't know now. I can't remember now if it's under Amuring in general or if it's under Amuring this season. I, but I think it's under this season because 21-22, he has 30 appearances. Oh, this season he's played in almost every game, I think. If not every exactly. game. Exactly. 30 appearances in 21-22. So shout out to my boy. Scored an absolute banger. Uh, really turned the fans around, turned me around. I might get his jersey, who knows, but Zed Weed lose at the same time, so maybe I won't. Um, and yeah, I mean, I see the I see the gripe with Pot, some some missed opportunity. He handled the ball wrong. I think there was one play, if I'm not mistaken, it was this game. I think it was Pot that goes through all the way, and then he just kind of like scuffs a shot or he like shoots it right at the keeper. Or he their goalie had pass. a couple of nice saves, I thought. I think that their yeah. goalie is actually kind of good. Their goalie is good. Their team is yeah. good. I'm shocked to see them as bad as they are. I mean, Banta kind of ex- like disappeared since he got that FIFA card. Um, but that Ivo Rodriguez guy is really good. I thought uh, I thought uh, what's his name that played for um, for Asusel. Uh, I thought he came on and did well. Um, even though it was two nothing, you can't really do much on that in those terms. But I thought he did well when he came on. They have a decent team. Was this uh, Juan Carlos well. Teixeira returned to Portugal, or did, has he played since he's been back? I think he's because played since he's been back. But he's, he's another one that played well. I don't think yeah. so. He came back on on deadline day as well. I'm pretty sure. He yeah, I think he did. One of those. Hmm. No, but he's played. He's played like two seasons ago at least. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. He oh, played, yeah. He's oh okay, okay. He played at Guimarães before. Yeah. And Porto. I think mean, it's Porto. Yeah, and he went to Gibbons. Porto after Liverpool, yeah. yeah. Sporting Academy player. He played. Uh, he's another one that played well, I thought. So, um, yeah, I mean, um, it was a good game. I, I'm, I'm just, again, I'm shocked that uh, that uh, we let Family Count get as much possession as we did. And then, of course, we have to talk about Slimani. I thought Slimani actually came on and, and did well. Um, you can tell that the guys were trying to give him a, a goal, you know, Paulinho. I want to, I want to reemphasize what I've been saying about Paulinho for the last few uh, weeks now. Okay. He's not a goal scoring striker. Annoying. I bet. But tell me another striker like him, his size as well. That goes from the right wing to the left wing. That'll shoot balls. That'll get crosses in. He had one play where he was trying to like chip a guy to give it to Slimani, but it was just maybe a little ahead. Um, he runs back on defense, so that's my appreciate. That's my Paulinho appreciation uh, speech right there. Um, and yeah, I thought Slimani didn't play that bad. I was expecting him to play worse. If I'm being totally honest with you, yeah, you know, I was expecting him to look like Sadu Dumbia when he touched the ball. To be honest, <laughs> facts, facts, <laughs> and just like constantly have like no control over their feet and where they're moving. But yeah, he looked like he was like he okay, not that rusty, you know? Exactly. <laughs> And uh, I'm shocked that I'm, I'm surprised if we ever go with that two up front again, you know, with Paulinho and Slimani up front. I don't know if he was just experimenting that or not. Uh, it's interesting to to see and keep tabs on. But I'm done. I'm done. Take it away, Chris. Just before you get into it, I've just looked at the rules, and this is on the FA. So this is English rules. I don't know if it's the same as Portugal, but um, 
for a penalty, it says they have to be outside the penalty area. If they're not outside the penalty area, it doesn't say what. It just says if the player is not outside the penalty area, the kick must be retaken if it is missed. If it's scored, sorry, if like the defender, the opposition scores and the other team's defender goes in, then it's given. If that makes sense. But if I basically I'm muddled my, my words up now. But basically, <laughs> if anyone goes inside the penalty area and the the penalty taker misses, they have to retake it. That's the FA rule. It doesn't say how far over the line you have to be. It just says if you're inside the penalty area, then it's given. So inside the box. Sorry. Also, I just – does it say two, the goalie has to have two feet on the line too? No, I think it's just one. Because No, I just I literally swear it's just I just, one. I just Googled it, and the first thing that says, uh, all players must re- remain outside the penalty area and arc, and goalkeeper must have both feet on the line. That's stupid then, in my opinion. Yeah, I didn't even know. That's I thought like it was just one foot on the line. Yeah, I did. It's like no one. It's just stupid if they were. You pick up. You pick the far corner and it's in. Like. <laughs> yeah, it says both feet have to be on the line on this. Mm, one. Okay. So all right, there's like seven violations on this. <laughs> all right, Porto, you might be right. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, go ahead. Chris. Uh, yeah, dude. There. How many PKs are 100% violation free? Ten percent, probably. <laughs> yeah, if they wanted to police that, like freaking obsessively, it would just make it even worse than it already is. Um, yeah, the first half was like pretty shit. Uh, I think the PK was our only shot on target. Um, not, not ideal. The second half, we deserved a win for the second half. We definitely created more chances. Um, yeah, I mean. Adan kept us in the game um, before the second goal. I mean, these guys, like, definitely always played better against us like than their average form is at the time, always. That's why we haven't been able to beat them. Um, but uh, we were deserved winners uh, today because of the second half. And, uh, yeah, I would say that, like um, – I think two nothing. Maybe maybe they deserved a goal. Two one would have been maybe a bit fair, but I think it's the right result. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I I I can't really go into much detail what you guys said. I think Adan was clearly a man of the match. Like he was so good, and I think for Milikau actually, uh, so much as I despise them as a team, they played well. Got some good players in there that I was impressed with. Um, Pot, I thought played awful. Um, I know he said it's not the worst ever played, but like it's, it was still pretty bad. Um, what a goal from a two's race, I will say, did definitely take a deflection, but like that goal seemed fake, but like it just like it just the ball it didn't exploded even move. It just... up, it exploded yeah. off his foot. <laughs> I would like to see the science behind it because it looked like it was going in that corner anyway before the deflection. I know yeah. it just it just went through the guy's leg, like you know the FIFA glitch when it like goes through them, like that's what oh, happened yeah. in real life. Just went through his like leg. <laughs> yeah, and Sarabia scoring again. I assume he's our designated designated penalty taker now, um, which I'm happy with because he's he scored. I'm pretty sure he scored all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Poro was he was such a stupid foul, and I don't understand why players were like arguing about it because it just. He literally, if you look at the replay, he literally watches the guy to his left, sticks his elbow out, and then he runs into him, and he's like, oh, I didn't do anything. Just because you put your hands up 
doesn't mean that it's not a foul. And it was the most obviously they know foul. you're on a yellow. You need a yellow. Yeah, exactly. And like <laughs> I saw people on the on Twitter saying, "Oh, it's never a yellow card." But it's like, oh yes, it is. No, it is. That is, yeah. that is the most like I'm sure I've been of a yellow card in my entire life. The Fellini <laughs> one last year, I think it was against Bovista before we played the Benfica. That yeah. was bollocks. That, that was, was bullshit. All ball. Yeah. And they still cried about that one. Sorry. No, no. I was just about to say they were crying about that one too. But this one, I have no complaints. It was stupid. Yeah. And it's definitely why Pellini got taken off. And as much as Amorim wants to say, oh, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't have any effect. It, just, it definitely did. Um, yeah. I was disappointed to see Tabata come on. As much as I like him, would have liked to see Marcus Edwards. Especially he's Amorim keeps saying he needs to sort of adapt. But you adapt with game time. And if you're not going to give him that, yeah, well, bro, I mean, go in there and just take guys on and cross it in, yeah. bro. We Especially with the game already won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I disagree with you slightly on Slimani. He looked awful, in my opinion. He just did not look like... I'm, I know it was only 15 he minutes. Didn't look, he didn't look good, per se. But he didn't yeah, look I as agree bad with that. as I thought he was going to look. I thought, he was I, gonna, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to be like, literally couldn't control the ball. Yeah, I thought we were about to get memed. I thought we were about to get memed for this debut. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You have to remember, though, that he has played a lot in in France. France. He's not coming off like a a six-month like... Yeah, yeah, he has played. He's been training, definitely, for sure. And he has gotten some match time recently. But, like, I I don't know. I was... I I wouldn't say disappointed, but I was like, if if that's how he's going to play... Dude, I I don't expect... I have my expectations as zero. I mean... If he plays under 150 minutes the rest of the season, I honestly wouldn't be surprised either. Or he could round into being a regular starter. Like, I literally can see either outcome um, based on how things go, you know? Yeah. I think he definitely gets minutes against Porto. I would say at least half an hour. Just just because it's Slimani and Porto for that reason. Um, And depending how bad we get beaten in the first leg, if we do, which we probably will, Maybe he starts second leg in City if there's nothing to play for. Of my pride, I can Maybe. see that happening. But um, the the thing is against Porto, I don't know if Amram's going to try and rest players for City, which I doubt. No. But like, if when you think about how much game time this squad, like this time level we're looking at, has had, they've barely got any rest. Poro's been injured, which doesn't count. But like, Guates has played nearly every game. Inacio, Matis Rice played like six in a row before this one. Pot, like. It's, they're going to be absolutely tired, especially when... PSP has been up around. top every game. Literally, yeah. yeah. Even like in, in, in like the Tasso, it was, it was one of... The, it was either two of them or one of them. Mostly it was like Sarabia or it was Pot or it was Paulinho. They all got minutes. That's the only thing I'm worried about is fatigue starting to catch up. Like it has with Poro injury, Fadal injury. Uh, Brigands had a little bit of a knock. So did uh, Pedro Gonzalez. It's just like... It's going to catch up to us sometime, but at this point in the season, we can't really afford to rest anyone. You know, the midfield, you probably could, like you got taken coming for Polina and Braganza and players like that. But like that, that center back, the center backs aren't getting any rest. The, the, the wingers aren't getting any rest. But, but I, yeah, it's that's the only thing that I'm concerned about. If anything, Edwards know, has had like two weeks of less activity than he's used to. True. Yeah. Like, he yeah. played the one game for us for, like, 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Our right backs at least haven't played, like, 
consistently at least you know like Poto's just coming back Ishgayu I mean he played but every now and then he didn't play you know I think so, this guy has probably had a lot of burn apart from the Tassa mm. when we played was it Lesser? yeah no Lesser. I think he even started then too if I'm not mistaken I think Ishtish came off the bench I yeah, think, it was. I could be wrong. It was, it was one of the teams that he played against in the tag, but he's. I think he's. He's definitely got more minutes than Poro has this season. Oh yeah, but, definitely. But like, I agree with what you were saying about his guy at the start. Like, he, he's bought to be a backup and nothing more, and it's just unfortunate that he has been put in that position of starting what kind of a pricey backup. Yeah, I mean, but when you're the champions, you've got to have pricey backups. Look at Benfica and Porto's backups. That winger Pepe for Porto was what. 20 million, 18 million. Yeah, they, that's true. Yeah. We, we, we're going to get to that point. I forgot about him, champion. bro. He, does he get any burn at all? <laughs> he's he got burn to... when Luis Diaz left, but then they brought mm. in Galeno, which makes me think he's going to be back. Is, uh, no, I think Galeno's going to be the backup, in my opinion. Has he been playing with the B team or at all or anything? Or... No, he comes off the bench for the most part. I don't think he plays for the B team. Even even Nielsen, like he, I don't know, I can't remember how much he costs, but he Dude, only he now, he's only the, starting he was... to play now. Yeah, oh, he, he was, was playing, playing for the B team. team last year. Yeah, I remember he played for the B team like on Dude, one of the like, last games yeah, of the, the season. Like, just like, to... bro, he was there, Luis Philippe, bro. Yeah, <laughs> facts, facts. And I swear he was playing to keep the B team up and not get relegated. I know, dude. They were like, yeah, this actually works out because we need to try to stay up, so we'll just have mm-hmm. like thirty-year-olds. <laughs> the thing as well is that Port have changed their team drastically. Vitinha's come in from Wolves, even though at the start he wasn't getting. Vitinha's hurt. Or COVID or something, he's not playing. That one, you, I think, I know the one you saw, and I think that was a bullshit report from the the, the fake B. I thought it was like recorded or something. Oh, it was the fake B twenty four. I uh, saw it and I got drew by it as well because someone retweeted it with a quote tweet saying like, oh, "I can't believe it." But like, it was, yeah, I, I could be wrong, but um, it was either him or the guy I was okay. going to talk about Fabio Vieira. Like they've come yeah. in out of nowhere, and they're they're. I would disagree. To say they're not their best players, they are so good, both of them, I think. And when we get into the Porto Agreed. game, we'll talk about a bit more of it. But, um, Chris, is there your man of the match you're going to go for a wild card, or is it just the GK? Uh, I'll give it to uh, Sarabia, mm. who, who I think had a good game. Danny, who are you going to give it to? Sam, I think you're going to give it to the rightful man of the match, so I'll give it, I'm going to give it to my boy, Matheus Reich, because. I, I just love the guy. I love the guy. And he's he's proving our, us wrong, man. I love I love being proved wrong. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to debate it, but I'm still going to give mine to a Dan. As you um, should. Yeah. We all want three different ones, but three solid choices, in my opinion, anyway. But, um, yeah, that was the familiar cow game. Um, before we get into the portal one, Chris, did you have any loose ends that you wanted to, to cover? Yeah. I mean, we can just talk about... Um... Some of the uh, random news that we've come out uh, or that's come out in the last week. Um, so I guess all three presidential candidacies are official. Uh, Verandas. So we know their list. So Verandas is list A. Ricardo Oliveira is list B, and Nunes is list C. Um, uh, quotas need to be up to date by February thirteenth. Just Elections March fifth. Will the ballots get turned around in time internationally? We'll see. I got an email saying to confirm my address because they, they can't live outside of the Lisbon metro area and to confirm oh. my address. 
because I didn't have to change anything. It's the same address. But it, it tells me that they're making oh, moves to send my ballot. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, and if you are an international socio and you have changed addresses, you should definitely check your inbox or your spam or whatever because they did send something out. Um, futsal, Euro champions. Uh, the futsal, Portugal is the best foot, futsal country in the in the goddamn world, right? Galaxy. Now. World champions multiple times, Euro champions multiple times, constantly having teams in the final four, constantly having teams winning the Champions League. Um, yeah, I mean, guys like João Matos at this point are like going to be like one of a kind um, in the history books. You know, he's got like 30 some odd career titles. He's probably still going to win like six to like 10 more before it's all said and done at the current rate. Gets what, like three a season? Um, a couple years left in him. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. I feel like we're truly like living through an era that will probably never be replicated again. And it's still going. Like the streak is still on. Like we can win another world championship and keep it going. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're living through like a, the golden era of, of, of futsal and Ziki player of the tournament. He's 20 years old. It's not like there's no reinforcements for the older players that are aging out. I mean, Portugal's not going anywhere. Um, we got a, uh, I guess it's a relatively interesting leak. Um, from Apodison Carton Vermelho. Um, I'm always interested about the ones that involve sporting. Obviously, the juiciest ones involve Benfica, but um, it's uh, it's talking about uh, from like two years ago. It's a conversation between George Mens and Hugo Viana. And uh, they're trying to. Um, er, er, no, it's a conversation between Bruno Macedo and Hugo Viana. And uh, Macedo is helping Viana offload. Uh, Petrovic, the uh, the guy with the crooked nose from the Tasa de Liga, um, and and Mesedu <laughs> is telling him that he's got connections at Almeria, um, which I'm pretty sure George Mensa's connections there too. <laughs> um, he's telling him that he can get him, he can get him to Almeria, uh, like no problem or whatever. And then Vienna's like, okay, um, but you're only getting a commission if they pay a transfer fee. Um, and Macedo doesn't like that. And he's like, if I don't get, um, a commission, I'm going to blow up the deal and you're going to be stuck with Petro. And I'm also going to blow up the deal that you have in place to loan out Jelson Dalla as well. Um, <laughs> and then lo and behold, a week later, Petrovic goes to Almedia on a free deal, but Bruno Macedo still got a commission of 80k um and this is why this is relevant so your natural reaction might be oh petrovic's salary was 1 million and they wanted to get his salary off the books um so at the end of the day we paid 80k to this financier and the financier made the 1 million go away so in the end it's a good deal um and while yes i guess in this particular situation it may be a net positive like for sporting as far as like the financials of this one mil but it is not a good situation to be in to be able to be blackmailed and threatened by agents 
um, and then you fold to them. Um, because this is a very low level deal, Petrovic, Dala. I mean, we're not, this isn't the big boys, but, um, if they have this much leverage against you in these deals, I feel like they, they have this much leverage against you for the big deals too. Um, and it's just not, it's not a healthy relationship to have with these guys, these guys, these guys that are supposedly supposed to be, um, helping the players represent themselves better, which is like in theory, the point of an agent is just, it's gone so far, um, beyond that. Um. Yep. So there's that. And I also, and then another interesting one was that George Menz was talking to Porto, someone from Porto, and he said that he could guarantee them Fabio Quintrell in 2018 if they wanted him. Imagine if that went down, bro. I mean, this guy was already a meme for saying like Club de Curso and all that stuff. But bro, the only thing that was missing from his resume was going to Porto and it was discussed. So imagine if that happened. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. He was well accused of racism to Marega, and that yeah. I don't know what the time frame is. Bro, but if that happened that now, might be why he wasn't true. He would go. That's true. Um, I feel like if that happened now, it would have been a, a maybe a bigger deal. But it was in like 2016, so I feel like it was 2018. Yeah. Okay. It was Bruno's last because he Cointreau was part of Bruno's last yeah sort of last stand. But yeah, I remember it because Sporting's response was a picture of Kyan Trow hugging William Cavalio, and it was like, all is fine. Yeah, like, I think it, like the caption was like, the only color we see is green or some shit. Like yeah, that. man, that's it was, awesome. It was dude. literally like the caption should have been, hey, I can't be racist. I have black friends. Because that's yeah. Very much all the <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm honestly going to go tweet searching for that because i honestly forgot about that but now i'm glad you reminded me um yep so there's that and I, it's funny because i actually like i feel like i have a positive opinion of quentin because like he was at sporting most recently like i thought that he left it all out there a lot of the time um mm -hmm. and i like respected him for that he smashed his hand open punching the fucking plexiglass um, I don't know. I just like appreciated him. So if he went to Porto, bro, we would all fucking despise this motherfucker, and no one would have a even a slightly positive outlook on him. Um, but but we don't because of it didn't pan out or whatever. Um, Val Delete said it was unlikely they were going to activate the Gonzalo Plata option. Q Vitoria Guimarães, who has a preference option on him. You boys are interested in uh, breaking the bank to sign a uh, inconsistent strike or inconsistent Ecuadorian winger. He's all yours, I guess. <laughs> um, and then I guess the last two things I have here are just going to be just open discussion points because I think that they're interesting. Um, attendance against Family Co. 25,640. What are your thoughts on that? That I is slightly like under half house. This happens every season, I feel like. Obviously, last season, pandemic does not count. But um, there's always games where the stadium looks empty. <clears throat> and I don't know what it is. Obviously, the relations between the fans of Randis is in the strength. I feel like if point. I look at the last three games, those numbers are not going to be that much higher. Yeah, I think They're so not. as well. They looked pretty dead. Yeah. Even when I went to watch Dortmund Sporting, I know it was Carta de Nieto still, but a lot of this, the seats are empty. It, well, so what's, still what's the reason? Still. What's the reason? Are people still 
cautious about COVID? I feel like that can't possibly be it. They, there's not like a restrictive policy where you need a negative test anymore, which is obviously a fucking bitch to schedule a test 24 hours yeah. before you go every fucking time. Um, so that's a good Portugal excuse. Portugal also has like the highest vaccination rates too. So yeah, but, so the, like... but these, I feel like these things can't be used as excuses anymore. Because yeah, I don't think COVID can be an excuse either. Can't be COVID. It can't be the test. So what's the what's the what's the problem here? Teams mm-hmm. fighting on all fronts. Um, the club is healthy. I mean, by the sporting perspective, I would say it's probably one of the best like moments in, moment. in the last it's, twenty years. It's certainly not a bad moment. No, um, definitely not. So what the fuck gives? I I I'm looking for answers as much as the next person yeah. here. You know. Can I have one more talking point on? Is mm-hmm. on this topic. And I saw it on Twitter. I can't remember for the last time who tweeted it. But um, what are your guys' opinions on the, the play? The people with the signs saying, "Dude, that was my next. That was the next. That was oh, the next no, We're on it. Let's go." Because <laughs> personally, I, was gonna... <laughs> I, I really hate it. I just cannot stand it. I don't know why. I can't tell you exactly why. But it's just like it feels to me like I'm not going again to, to watch or support. I just want the shirt, and that's probably not the case. But literally on TV, you see like. How many 30, 40 signs, all with the same thing? Dude, more and more more every game, bro. Yeah, I think it is, um, it's risen to the point now because, bro, it's one thing if like three six year olds with a sign, right? Maybe, and honestly, if the sign is this big, it's like a little piece of paper, also different. But if you got this big ass thing and you're basically an adult, maybe the law doesn't consider you an adult fully because you're 17. But if you're not a child and you spend like hours and hours making these big ass sign to bring in, I don't know, man. I just can't, I just can't, I just can't back that. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, obviously there's like the point, like, Oh, like seven sections over to the left, can't bring anything in. Um, but, but these signs, I oh, I know, I know you're gonna say to me, oh, it, it, they have to be within one meter or one ha- half meter. They're not measuring those goddamn signs. Some of them are literally fucking enormous um, that I've seen, and they, I don't think that if you pulled out a, a tape measure and measured it, it would f- file fall within the official rules. But everyone knows that if you walked in there with a Verenda's out sign that is one meter by one meter that's falling within the, the metrics or whatever, they're not going to let you go in with that sign, right? It's, it's, it's obvious, right? So the inconsistent, like, policy kind of pisses me off, but just – so, like, I want to get mad at the management for even allowing this to happen, the, the, the inconsistencies – but like I also, the people who are bringing the signs in are not without fault either. Like they are cringe as fuck themselves. Um, yeah, that's my. That's what if I you watch about. any backstage sporting <laughs> video, there is like a row of them, and they're just so like random, and they're definitely dude. Not- and putting them in the backstage is literally like reinforcing their behavior. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like an advertisement goal, and you can get this guy's shirt if you put his name. And a lot of them, like I mean, no disrespect here at all. You could tell people are just going for like the lower name. Dude, like yeah, Andre Paulo, bro. You want his shirt, dude? Like he's gotta pay for that, dude. My man's on like a hundred k. The fuck? He can't just give away shit every game. I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna be 
honest here, I don't even I don't care. I I honestly yeah, don't see any harm in it. The only the only the only thing I see is Chris's point where a few sections over they can't even bring shit in. And then of course, if the one of those signs, let's say, you know, in a few or let's say a few months ago or a year ago, one of those signs had verandas out, would they let them in? Let's be real, they wouldn't. Um, it wasn't that long ago that this 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 these stewards or whoever it was was fucking telling um, fans to take off their shoes, right? I'll never forget. Dude, they were that telling shit. them they couldn't come in with a Juve Leo sweatshirt and a scarf. And there you go. <laughs> but if I'm being totally honest with you, I don't give a fuck. I think it's even nice to bring this in. It brings a more family vibe to it. I know we're losing. We're losing that. It's a trade off. Yeah. Yes, we're losing that clock spirit, but I'm going to be honest, we've lost that a while ago. So if we're making the full transition, and that's these, dude, and these... literally is this is this an explanation for why there's 25k because mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, these people they don't care about they'll they'll come for the big games, right? Um I, I feel like you're trading a, a more uh a more dedicated fan potentially or uh a fan who has been interested, but he's priced out for yeah, maybe a I family who has a, a two-family income. You know, they yeah. they can maybe have but sit in Central, you know, nicer yeah. seats, but, like, uh, at what cost? And I feel like it's having a full house for games like this or I games think, on I, a Monday or yeah. whatever, you know? I think you hit the nail on the head in terms of our fan attendance um, because, of course, the last time I went to Alvalade before in September – was maybe like 10 years prior, right? But I don't ever remember. I remember sitting in the Central, uh, at, uh, at the Central, at Benfica Sporting, so in the Stadio de Luz, and my cousin paid 20 euros, and we were like almost front row in the middle, whereas when I went to go watch Porto, or Sporting Porto in September, and when I went to go watch Sporting Ajax in September, I paid maybe 35 euros, and I'm sitting in the nosebleeds, so I think that's that's a huge thing because as we know in Portugal, like they get their income is like I think the like the average income is like 500 euros a month or some shit like that. So who can really afford these 35 fucking euro tickets? Plus, if you're three times from a month, outside, yeah. exactly three times a month. And if you're not from Lisbon, the commute there is Travel, even more. Travel, yeah, the is gas, expenses, which is also you know? higher than it normally is. Yeah, exactly. So I think I think people are being priced out. Um. In the let me kind of I'm I'm also gonna because let me let me be the balance here. Let me show some love to just this one because if you're gonna do these these uh whatever they're called cartas these Bristol boards whatever it is at least be creative. That one the Poru one, that's sick. Yeah, that's good. That's sick. I rate that one. You know what I mean? Be creative. Uh, you know some of them look like these Bristol boards that I used to do in fucking grade three just to you know for my uh, geography fucking project. Yeah, you know just I mean? dominate through a camisole. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. Why, why I mean, there's creative. Like, oh, that girl was asking for, like, a song or some shit like that. Fair enough. I or if your science says, uh, like, oh, I flew from Turkey to get here to watch, like, true. okay, yeah. you got a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You provided some evidence. Like, why should I give yeah. you the shirt? Like, because you yeah. asked for it? Like... I'm, I'm going to be real. I don't give a fuck. I think, you know what I think some of the, what might be a problem, maybe potentially right now it's good because we're in a good moment, but That's I see true. a lot of people taking, I see a lot of people taking pictures in parking lots. Here's the thing. If things turn ugly, that no one will be there. These people will not be here. I would hope so. I, 
No, no, no. I, I hope so. Okay, yes, that's true. But I would hope that nobody's there when, you know, because I, we know Spartan Gistas at this point. Shit can turn ugly if, if, if form is down. And mm-hmm. if people are looking for people in fucking parking lots, like, you know, back in 2018, people were looking for people at the airport. You know what I mean? Shit can go bad. So, okay, let's have our fun now. We're in a good moment. Whatever. No need for security. Let's get the relationship with the fans back in order. Fair enough, Veranda. Cool. But if shit goes ugly, and then, you know, these liberties are taken advantage of, Verandas, don't blame the fans. There's warning signs. At the end of the day, this is Portugal. At the end of the day, this is soccer co- or football culture. Uh, it's dominated by fucking sweaty, angry men. Mm. But in terms of the Cartage, I can care less. I, I don't see the big deal, personally. In North America, it's not a big deal. here. Like, Chris, here it's not that big of a deal. People don't do it that much here. I feel like people do it in Portugal way more. Maybe they do it in Canada. I, I mean, what I'm saying is, no, but to be I fair, like yeah, this, not really. This, if this yeah, makes it right. to NFL games, I feel like it's, it's bad news. Because to be fair, it's going to be half the seconds, bro. <laughs> I remember in, uh, it wasn't Canada, though. I think it was a Boston Bruins game, a hockey game. Uh, some girl wrote down on like a Bristol board thing. Oh, there. yeah. yeah. That was a great like sign. That. But that's, yes, that is. <laughs> That is content. That is some. That is some. Uh, what did you use with the Turkish fan? That's some context behind yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Just another thing as well. I feel like most people didn't go to that game as well because how bad we've been against Familia Cal. They're probably like, "Fuck it, we'd probably draw or lose anyway." But in that, that case, you would think more people would want to go. Okay, I get it. It's not a Porto. It's not a Befica. But it's a Familia Cal who we struggled against. Don't you want to show your fucking support? And it's a Saturday. No, a Sunday night. Maybe because it's Sunday, Sunday night. But- but still, it's not. It was a late kickoff as well. Man. Was it the latest one? Was it? Was it eight? It might be. Yeah, it might have been at three thirty for us. Yeah, or for us here. Yeah. 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 This is also quite a late one. But, um... Yeah, I guess. But that's that's never been an excuse yeah, before. Yeah, I would I would and... buy that more if the other three games before were sold out. You know. Yeah. But they and, were and... This, roughly the same too. They've all been the and... same all season. Exactly. And, yeah. And, and it, at it... the beginning, it was still more COVID, so I I get it. And you know, September, October, November. Yeah, yeah, and Carton, that's different, but we're living in like a new a new era, it feels like, despite only being like three, four months in the future, you know? Yeah. And uh my last thing on this is okay, well, we'll see. And I know it's we're talking about rivals now, but usually, from what I remember at least, usually Porto aren't exceeding us in terms of fans, like in the stadiums, you know. I don't know their numbers this year. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, typically from what I remember, when Spartan was hitting 40, 30,000 consistently, Porto wasn't hitting those numbers, and they were still in a good moment. So I'm curious to see what the Porto numbers are, because then we can't blame it on Sunday night, because it'll be a Friday night, which is even worse, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. You know, people are literally coming off of work. So it'll be interesting to see the turnout there. And then it'll be interesting to see even the Spartan turn out there, at least with the with the depthus or whatever. But it's it's sad though because we're literally champions and we had more fans. Okay, I know prior to COVID, but it's still like you were saying, Chris. It's a new era. We had more fans when we were like second and third in a different era than we were. I feel like we're still hitting the same numbers than that we were hitting when I was out there watching Ajax and Porto, which is. Which is weird. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I agree. Um, just quickly as well. Um, Juicebox, they asked this question. Just want you guys to just who are you, who are you voting for? 
Have you decided yet? Or are you still on the fence? Or I need to hear these guys out. To be honest, I haven't heard. Yeah, much I haven't of decided yet. Yeah, I haven't decided like, yet. I'm, I'm, my 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 mind it, it tells me uh, without further inspection, probably Nuno Souza. Um, but yeah, I haven't decided yet. Danny, you yeah. you're the same. I haven't decided yet either because I need to hear them out. If you put a gun to my head and tell me to choose right now. Here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It doesn't, none of this matters, right? Like, oh, his plan says this. Oh, but his plan says that. Like, oh, but he's got this. He said he's like, dude, none of this shit is going to be held accountable to. It never Mm -hmm. is. It doesn't matter. I don't care who who one person on his list worked for um i basically it's just vibes bro like we're basically just voting on vibes i feel like there are people that try to be serious about it um and vote on like projects and etc and 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 from that perspective like the veranda's booklet his campaign booklet was released simply because he needs to release a booklet to not appear like embarrassing but it's the the ideas are not thought out in any way. You know, it's forty pages. It's just like improve social, like develop webs. It's like no plan to get there. It's just like just words on a page because he needed to have words on a page to say, "Look, I did this." You know, and it's just from that perspective, it just it's so dumb. It's like oh, new Souza, he's got a sick book, bro. Two hundred pages, color, all these images. <laughs> Thought out paragraphs, <laughs> ideas, well developed. What's Very gonna nice. happen to that book in twenty six days? Like, yeah, it, none of it matters, dude. None of it matters. Um, so vote on vibes. I feel like that's that's better <laughs> advice. And it, like, just I don't. I, I, here's the other thing. Like, I, I mean, maybe I'm just a, a cynic in this type of stuff. But it's like, if I was actually going to like help hold the president of the United States to account based on like the things that he said on the campaign trail or like the things that were the topic of their respective parties, primary process, like no president ever does literally anything that they say that they're going to do. Um, and this is just kind of a smaller version, um, of that. I feel like in my eyes, at least. Um, and I'm also just basing this off of like the 2018 Veranda's book versus like what was presented. I mean, yeah, dude, he it ended up being a decent project, but it's not the project that's in the book. But uh, are, are people mad? Is that is that something that any group of people are mad about? It's like, is the people that that don't like Verandas, but because he didn't follow his campaign book, like that's the reason that they don't like him. Like that's not anybody, you know. That's just that's not a constituency. That's not a group of people. So, yeah, feel the vibes out. And uh, yeah, do what uh, do what you feel is uh, is right based on that. Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure at the moment. I will be in like March, April, and get a pay rise. See, That's I can spend more cool. money. But um, yeah, I, I cancelled mine. I think in 2018, just before right. everything happened, just because not gonna lie, I was spending more money on alcohol than I was anything else. I was like, yeah, eight pound a month, I think it was, and then it was like you get a discount on the store, but the discount isn't very good. And like, I don't go, I, yeah, it's, it's nothing. And then the delivery Should is still 20, 30. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I can't say, I want to renew yeah. it or, or get a new one or something like that. But um, if I did have one, I don't know, I'd probably still vote for Verandas at this time. Um, just because 
the the way the whole club is at the moment in terms of results, like couldn't ask better. Futsal, basketball, you know, football obviously, and then all the other modalities been doing well. My eyes don't don't try and fix what isn't broken. So I know there are is behind the scenes and lies and um transfer dodgy dealings, but for me, I, I would probably still vote for Anders. So if anyone does count me on Twitter, I'm sorry. But, <laughs> I think I think he should win. He not only that he will win, I think he should win. He's given that right. Won us a championship. He should win. If um, anyone votes for that Ricardo Oliveira, it reminds me of when voted... or Pedro Medeira Rodrigues. I was actually going to yeah. say like when people voted for Harambe in the 2016 the disillu- American. The <laughs> he's chasing that disillusioned croquette vote, which is what two people. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say quickly as well. I'm a little disappointed in this election because. Uh, uh, I mean, fuck it. They're not going to watch this. Dude, I thought it was going to be uncontested, bro. So I, I, I'm at least happy that there was enough. a sham election happening. But let me just say, we had we had Bruno Mascarenhas on. And when we interviewed him, he made me really believe that, like, there was something working in the background that will fight against these people. Bro, you, you know the, what he did after he went on our podcast, right? What his next project was? What was it? I'm forgetting now. It was to run a failed Shega campaign for like some local position. You know what the Shega party is in Portugal? The, the, far the right party? Oh, Shega. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. and all of that. Yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He ran as a Shega candidate and lost. So nice. that's what he's been up to. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> mm, okay. Well, I was expecting to see like a Bruno, uh, not a Bruno. What's his name? Uh, Carlos Vieira or something come yeah, up. Yeah. Something spicy. You know, uh, yeah. Augustinasio, but maybe the timing's not right. I also recognize that that you know if this if the election was a not year worth, prior, yeah, it's not worth expending. It's not the worth putting your name, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I respect that. Also, I'm surprised though. I'm surprised that there's two. I'm also surprised, yeah, that like you said, that it's not a contestant. And there's two people out there because you know, let's say like 2018, there was how many? Six or seven? Six yeah. to eight, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, but hey, who knows? Maybe in four years, uh, Sporting won't be knock on wood. I hope they're always up, but they might not be in a in a great position. And then we'll see if like Luis Figo, Carlos Vieira, fucking Pedro Medeiros Rodrigues, Benedito might come off the woodwork, bro. Fucking Camacho, Rafael Camacho might run for how much? How much money do you career. think? How much money do you think you need to raise to to run a semi legitimate campaign? At least a couple hundred thousand euros, I'm guessing. Yes. How much money do you think these guys bank from that, though? Uh almost none. They got to okay. they got to spend it. They got they have to employ a staff. Um, but the, they, have they can to technically say we're bank or I'm paying myself. Like this is you for could, my but then I feel like everyone in like the sporting universe would just like I I it's like yeah I, maybe they maybe he's gonna bank like. A couple thousand dollars off it, but like that'll work. He's, he's not. He's not. He's not going to get rich off of this, you know. No, no, no. And if he raises a hundred thousand, they're going to spend like ninety-eight k, you know. Um, because yeah, there's no, there's no. I don't think they're that much. What are you saving the finance? What are you saving your campaign finances for the next yeah, yeah, elections? Yeah. <laughs> also, while we're speaking of like dishing dirt, we invited Nuno Santos. Nuno Santos. What's his name? Nuno Sosa. 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 Sorry, yep. To come on the podcast. He agreed and he literally said, email me at this address and I'll get back to you. Not go back to me. But in that same time frame, 
No, yeah, but in that same time frame, he's said yes to 160. So mm. I, I, I think hey, I'm cool with him going on there first. Let me. I'll shoot a quick message to Zhuang. Like, hey, when you he hasn't went on yet, right? No, not yet. I think it's next. Yo, week. be like, yo, pick us up real quick. Blah blah blah. Like, you know. Yo, do you think? Uh, so they on on 160 Portugal, they have Ricardo Oliveira going on and Nuno Souza. Do you guys think that the third presidential candidate will go on their podcast? There's more chance of I don't know anyone else in the world going on that podcast. <laughs> He's been there once. Yeah. yeah. And Kanye by third West candidate... There's more chance of going on that podcast than <laughs> Kanye Burns. <does. laughs> by third candidate, do you mean uh, Rogério Walsh? <laughs> no, I actually don't mean him because he's off the list somehow. <laughs> somehow, now he's off the list, but he's been running the club the last. He'll probably years. just slide back in unofficially. Uh, oh, of course. What's your call? Who's the sporting director at Benfica right now? The guy that they're shitting on because he tried to loan Gosh. out Fedu. He wasn't this officially in a position before, but like he was just basically working for them. No, right? but he was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. So like, but now, but he's kept the same position under Rui Costa. He or did, he but up. for a while, I don't think he was actually working for Benfica, technically, right? Or no? Has he always been? Yeah, that's what they say, but he also said he's a Juve fan. <laughs> they also <laughs> said the guy, they also said, like, Gonçalves, like, stopped associating and, like, he just didn't, or even, like, pretend to. Yeah, dude, mm. they've had, like, no punishment, bro. He had to stop being president after, like, so long, but, like, nothing happened to him. <laughs> he's going to the games as a VIP, bro. Nothing yeah, happened to him, dude. Four <laughs> seats. <laughs> cool. Also, on the topic of guests and podcasts, stay tuned on on this space. We got we got some some nice ones lined up, and we got some ones in communication. So, never say never is what I'm trying to say. But um, we, we've definitely got a few a few good guests lined up. So keep an eye out on, on our Twitter and YouTube as well for that dropping. But uh, enough on that tangent. We've got a preview <laughs> of of Friday's game against FC Porto. I will get the league table up now. And as you can see, when it eventually pops up, I'll zoom in a bit as well. Porto undefeated in their last five, probably more than that. Only two draws. One of them was to us, but we've only got two draws. But that them two losses do sting, especially if we if we do beat Porto, it'll only be three points, and we have to count on them to drop points to. I think they're Fica again. They've got basically. We just have to hope they drop points somewhere else because it can't be to us again. But um, yeah, Friday I believe eight fifteen um, at Porto Stadium. Sporting away tickets have been sold out. Only two thousand five hundred allocated, um, but it's going to be a full house. On both both teams, I believe. But uh, Daniel, I'll go with you. What are your predictions for this game? Yeah, um, like I said, I am going into this a bit optimistic, but uh, I am wary that, uh, like you were saying, undefeated in five. I think that, if I'm not mistaken, undefeated for like a year and a half in the league. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's gonna be tough. And then, of course, who knows like what their streak is in terms of. Uh, of winning at, at home or not losing at home, I should say. Um, Porto, they're I mean they're good they're good this year, right? Like they're they're winning the games that they should be winning. Even the shaky ones, the one that comes to mind is the Istudio one. But of course, you know, some shit happened there. But um, I mean, listen, it's a it's an opponent we have to respect in the similar sense that you said earlier, Sam, about us needing a bit more rotation. 
Um, I think they're one, they've been forced to rotate, especially if you look at the center back pairing, I think Pep just came back from an injury. Uh, it's been like Mbemba and, uh, and Cardozo in the middle, even at right back, like João Mario in the last few games has lost his spot to like Bruno Costa. who's more of they've a midfielder. Ruben, Ruben Semedo now as well. And now, yes, true. Now they have Ruben Semedo midfield. They he's lost... a little thick though. They're saying he's coming a little thick. Yeah. Yeah, I think Gonzalez said a few a few kilos mm. overweight. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to whoever tweeted what kind of kilos are we talking about? That one. <laughs> hilarious. He's just got, um, like he's just got drugs taped to his, his corso. <laughs> oh man. But um I mean yeah, like Porto Porto are chopping and changing a lot. So that might work for us. That might that might not, like Sam was saying, maybe they're getting the right rotation. And Sergio Cossisão actually historically is pretty good in terms of rotating, though Porto fans might disagree with me only on the Marega case. But um, other than that, they've been, you know, they, he knows how to rotate a team, at least for the most part. Um, He's good at rotating even, team, I think, just without like the youngsters being involved, like Grujic coming in center mid instead of like at the start of the season as well, like Fabio mm-hmm. Vieira, Vitinho, mm-hmm. which is obviously he's learned from. But like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they spent a lot of money on that guy, didn't they? They spent like over ten million, right? They spent yeah, like they did. Yeah, Bad and deal. he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not even. He's not even playing a, a Weigel level. You know what I mean? Dude, I feel like um, he was a backup last year. Like we need a UCL backup. It's like yeah, you don't was. spend twelve mil on a UCL backup. Like what the? He's fuck just is an that? average player. He's just, <laughs> he's not good. He's not bad. Average. But mm-hmm. now I've said that he's probably gonna score. He's gonna score now. <laughs> Banger, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, even like the right back position, like they have João Mario, and and he's played João Mario a lot. But now João Mario's. I don't know if he's been injured or not. I, I swear he's been coming off the bench though. You know, like he hasn't even been getting a lot of burn. V, like you said, Viting has just started getting burned. Fabio Vieira, who. Uh, we had some inside information. I won't say on who, but he has been in the chats, not today, but in prior episodes, at least. Um, there was uh, an exclusive, at least. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but uh, Fabio Vieira was being apparently, allegedly, uh, chatted up with Sporting, you know. And based before... on the current, the pipeline has been there recently, so it's believable, you know. It is he believable. Was expiring. He was expiring. Exactly. And then Porto started giving him more burn in terms of like trying to change his mind because they were wary of this. Uh, but of course, Amurin was, you know, and like as we've seen in, in, in recent history, Sporting are fucking loving Porto Academy kids. You know, Stivs, um, who else did we just swap? We swapped the left back. Marco uh, Cruz. Marco Cruz. And now this guy who, I don't know if he's come in or not. Apparently, last day of the deadline, we signed him. Did we sign him? Because he just no, posted he, something he, with the he's Porto. In the... He's in the same situation. He's six more months of his deal. Okay. So he's still on the team for the rest of the year. So, uh, so yeah. So maybe we'll sign him, maybe not. But and it's Fabio his brother, Vieto... too. He has a brother. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of them are rumored to come, yeah. So, yeah, Fabio Vieira could have, or at least was was being talked to by Spartan to come on a free. Uh, but, of course, he he signed the extension, and he's been balling ever since. He's He is a baller. Uh, and Viting, I think everybody knew about Viting. I'm shocked. Literally shocked in the summer when Wolves didn't buy him because he he would fit perfectly with them, I think. Um, but anyways, I digress. Evan Nielsen's also on good form. Porto, of course, are on good form. Like like I said, undefeated. Um, a tough a tough match. I'm not saying it's not a tough match. Um, if you see our defensive records, even there, like it's quite similar. You know, um, they have 14 goals against. We have 13. They do score more goals. 
feels like um, we need to win though. Like, uh, but yeah, there's there's a scenario, a bad scenario, where we leave this match week three points ahead of a team that's literally dog shit, <laughs> and that spot that they're three points behind us for is worth like that's thirty true. plus million. Yeah, that's not good. That's not. But idea. but it also we leave the match week. Those boys are three still in the behind. dust, and now we're only three points behind the, the title, and the title race is on, as opposed to the other scenario where we'd be nine points off the title, and it's definitely gone, and gone. now we're totally in a fight for second, you know? Let me also just add quickly, too. I even think if we leave here with a draw, okay, it's not ideal. Not ideal at all, but not the end of the world, because, okay, we're we're just in February, right? Like, there's still a I lot of campaigns to go. Games. I see them draw. How many games are they going to lose? Though? The yeah. thing is, exactly. The losing is the big part, but Porto will still have to play Benfica. They'll still have to go to Braga or play Braga. I don't know if it's going there. And so I we still have to think... be perfect, too, which is not... Exactly. That's the tough part. But yeah. we have Braga out of the way. We don't have to play Braga. We'll have to play like a Guimarães who now seem like they're back on track. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, we might have to face a Gil Vicente who have been balling this season. Like, we have some tough matches. Don't get me wrong. But um, Porto, you know, six points back is not the end of the world. You know, a draw would be better than a loss. Because, yes, like you said, we'll only be three points ahead of that team that's dog shit. Um, yeah, maybe with a draw, we're only four points ahead. But four points is a better cushion. Two games, the thing two I want to see. Exactly. The, the the things I want to see from the Sporting team, something I've complained about in the past, something that so far, for the most part, I should say at least, Kruben Amuring has been conquering, is how clutch we are. Because Sporting in the past would lose this game, or they would draw this game, or um, even last season, you know, before the Braga game, we were dropping points left, right, and center. So that's one of the reasons why I think maybe we're, we can be hopeful after a draw because maybe Porto can drop some points towards the end when the pressure starts really getting in. But I want to see I want to see the Sporting against Bifica for the Tasa de Liga this game. I want to see Sporting even against Braga. Okay, we lost. I want to see a more efficient Sporting, but a Sporting that dominates the game, that doesn't let Porto play. Because like I was saying, Porto's chopping and changing. So it's bad for us because maybe we don't know if you know, who the midfield is going to be. Is it going to be Gucic? Is it going to be Ishtaku? Uh, are, is he going to play Vitinha and Fabio Vieira, or is one of them going to come off the bench? Um, who's going to take over Luis Diaz? Is it Galenu? Is it Pepe? Is it fucking uh, even Nielsen on that side with Taremi up top? Who knows, right? There, there, there's, there's something we can exploit here, I think, especially with Luis Diaz being gone. But more so, I want to see Sparting with that killer attitude. Something that I haven't seen. We can't go in here with a with a. If it ends up being one of the the, this was basically the result of every derby prior to like twenty twenty one, where it yeah. was just a BS game with seven total shots and it was zero zero. Like yeah, we we can't do that. Like that's we can't go into the game. We have there's we have to try to get a result. Like that's not yeah. We can't play like that. You know. The last but, every but game. Guess, I guess there's a way to get sucked into it because I guess they would be more down for that. But I don't... every game in charge of sporting that Ruben and Marines had against Porto, never won, never lost, four draws, I believe, or five draws maybe. So it, it, he just it could beat, break a streak. He just one beat day the team he was unable to beat um, yeah. last game. Um, to be fair, he has beaten Porto as a manager, just not as a sporting manager. No, he has beaten them as a sporting in, in the league, just so, not in the league. Yeah, not in the league. Yeah, yeah. in the league. Okay. Yeah. We beat them at Tasa Liga and Tasa Portugal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not Tasa Portugal. I'm forgetting now, but Tasa Liga for sure, right? Not yet. 
we should say. No, yes, we haven't beaten them in the league, not yet. Yes, but we also no, haven't I mean, lost them in the, the league. So the Portugal, not yet, because we, oh uh, yes, we we're facing them. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. I thought we already played them, but yes, you're right. Yeah, score predictions, Danny. With all that being said, I am confident though. Um, so I'm gonna go with a. Uh, I'm gonna go with a one nothing win. Goal scorer. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. Slimani off the bench. Dude. I'm a romantic. <laughs> I'm a romantic, boys. Let me live. <laughs> All right. one nothing win. Pep own goal off a deflected mm. shot. <laughs> That's such Love a it. bad deflection that it's an OG. Okay. Um, I agree with everything that Danny said, but I think the Luis Diaz loss isn't as big as everyone thinks it is. Mm. Wow. I I think it is huge in the he leads the league and like assists or he's in the top three for goals and assists, right? Yeah, I, like I mean, he's is a big loss for them, but like yeah. they've still looked like a well, like they haven't looked any Fair. different. And like, for, like when we first played Porto in what was it September, mm-hmm. we they didn't have players playing like Vitinha starting or Fabio Vera starting, or I don't think even even Evanilson started that game. They had a totally different team to what they have now. And I think this team is a lot more dangerous than that team was, with even without Luis Diaz. But I'm not going to go for a draw or a loss. I think I think it's going to be a low scorer, which is either like 1-0 or 2-1. But like a 1-0 win for us. And I think... I was I, You can't even say like Jovan off the bench anymore because it doesn't work because he's not here. But I'll go... No, I'll go Nuno Santos off the bench. Mm. I'm I'm feeling it like an off the bench goal, you know, counter attack. Nuno Santos, shit housery as always. Sam, yeah. you say that about Luis Diaz, but let me remind you, we should have beat them that game, and the yeah. only reason we didn't was because of a Luis Diaz banger. I think yeah. it was their only shot on target. But that's what I'm saying. It's a totally different team to. That's like the main highlight. I hear that, but even like facts. But even that, like, Luis Diaz saved them against Estudial as well. Luis Diaz saved them. Uh, like, how many games have they had without Luis Diaz? It's only been the one, right? Against the Roca? Only one, maybe two. Yeah. And but, it's a Roca. Yeah. But I, I I, do hear, I do agree with you. They are a well-oiled machine. Like, Sergio Costa, I, I rate Sergio Costa as a manager. I think he puts their team playing well. Even even when they're complaining about, like, Sergio, the Porto fans are complaining about Sergio Costa and all that, I think he's done very well at Porto considering some of the troubles that Porto have been, especially financially. So I agree with what you're saying. I just think that that game changer, that difference maker that they had, now that it's gone, gives me hope that we can at least beat them and not draw them. And now that I say that, Pepe's going to score bangers and shit like that. Watch. Just the saying Pepe, well, not the... you say about goals for, but if you look at goals against, I mean, it's only one more than us. They've still exactly. been quite solid defensively as well. Yeah, that's true. So, and they've chopped uh, and changed a lot. Pep's been out for a lot. Mbemba and Cardozo, or Mbemba and who's the other center back they have before Ruben Smith? They have another one. Yeah, I need to cut in here with. Anyways, Fabio Cardozo. No, no, completely. the other one. Go, go, go. I can't remember. Um, Marcus Edwards has Cypriot citizenship? <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like a he's lot a, of Brits do. No, Sam? He's a, he's a dual Brit Cypriot? I feel is, like that that's a thing. Thing. is that a common thing? 
I'm, basically, my friend was born in in Cyprus, and he has both. But he was born there, so I can't say. But is he? Normal. Is he like? Sorry, is his family Greek or is his family English? English. 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 Okay. That's I mean, maybe there's that connection. I don't know. I, I'm might... literally only saying that because I'm. I was. I said Luis Diaz was top three in assists. Um, he's not. He's like top six. Um, he's second top goal scorer. And when I was looking at that Edwards on that list for the assists, and he's got an English flag and a Cypriot flag, half and half, and I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> I could be wrong, but I feel like is he has he been capped by the England singers? No, right? No, no, no just the no. just the youth teams. Yeah, Yonders. bro, he should play for Cyprus, dog. That'd be so. I feel sick. like he might have like uh, <laughs> just my white. I don't want to say it actually right now. Hold on, let me just double check. I feel like he might have some sort of like because I could have sworn I seen it on Football Manager, but okay, I don't see it here. Never mind. So I won't Speaking say. Speaking of yeah, it says manager. here greek cypriot through his mother but okay i'll say it anyway sorry sorry i could have sworn he had like some nigerian heritage as well okay. maybe i'm just thinking of somebody else though i could just be thinking of somebody else but that would be sick too imagine that that would be that'd be probably sicker than cypress but cypress doesn't needs say somebody, wikipedia here, they though, need so some uh wrong. they need top players bro if if you play uh fm and you some uh, uh, two years ago I remember Olori always getting called up for Nigeria, and I never yeah. knew it before that he was Nigerian until he got called up. Who is? Like, Tiago Olori. What? Dude, he has Nigerian yep. citizenship? Yeah. Bro. Or maybe like it's through his like father or something, or grandfather. It's, but yeah, yeah, it's he like his, for his grandmother. It's not necessarily dude, citizenship, but you know how they do it. That's fucking sick, bro. And he's still they should cool. call him up. What are they waiting for? No, they have some six-setter box, bro. What do you mean? Bro, they need depth. <laughs> they need that. So you call Elodi, bro? <laughs> oh my god, dude, that's awesome. I tend to see who they're sending back to now. <laughs> so you see what the competition is saying. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just called. So you know what? I don't think I know any of these boys. They have uh Chindozi. I know that, but I don't think he was called up. He used to have a porter, didn't he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, now I'm, I start... if I'm not mistaken. All right, here's the thing. I'm no longer referring to Marcus Edwards as English. We have a Cypriot. We just signed a Cypriot <laughs> winger. <laughs> Nigeria said about the main one, the captain, is also the captain for Watford as well. True stick on. Was that the guy they were trying to not release to the uh, to the tournament? No, no that, that was, was the Senegal winger. guy. Yeah, uh, Senegal. Yeah. saw something like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was looking at the wrong list. Yeah, Chindozi. You know what? Maybe Tiago Ilari does fit in here, you know? They have Zaidu in here. <laughs> Chindozi, Zaidu, bro, I mean, Chindozi definitely is a calamity streak in him, I feel like. Oh, come on, but he's better than fucking... Uh, he's, he's better than Ilari. better than Ilari, yeah. He's probably better than Ilari. Uh, um, all right, gonna, yeah, I was going to just run through some uh, recent Molly yeah. results. Um, so basketball today, obviously, we advanced to the quarterfinals of FIBA Europe Cup, beat Benfica 89-72. Um, and for the league, um, this weekend, we beat Gimedange 102-88. Um, the B team lost to Amorta, one nothing. B team... The B team is not going to get promoted, but they're also probably not going to get relegated. I, It's possible, obviously. But U23s, on the other hand, who have lost 
their last two, and before that they drew the last two. They lost to B-Sad 2-0 pretty pathetically this weekend. The U23s are in real risk of getting relegated to the second tier of the Liga Revolution, which didn't even exist last year. Like, last year there was only the first division, and now, like, I think they created a second division this year. Um, you don't want to be playing in that. I feel like that defeats the purpose, kind of, of the entire project. Um, but the U23s are officially on relegation watch, um, in my in my professional opinion. Um, I think they have games in hand, but they're like one point above the drop, which is just not a good place to be in. And also, like, the team is not really showing much signs of growth either. Um, ladies lost 3-2 to Braga in the first leg of the League Cup. So, chance to come back. And then they also, this weekend, infuriatingly lost to Mayfica 1-0 on a clearly offsides goal. Um... It's a goal that's so offsides. You can literally tell it's offsides from like cell phone video of the game. <laughs> like, just bad. No VAR in ladies' game. It's the new girl that they just basically just signed from who was a flop in England, I think, uh, or France maybe. Uh, she played in Portugal before. Silva maybe. Um, I think she assisted it. Oh, but Jessica she, Silva or something yeah, like that? Yeah, she's oh, like, her, her, her. bro, she's literally offside by legit this much. Um, it's, it's horrible. Um, lost one nothing. dominated the game. Devastating. Um, hockey, uh, 2-1 win against Fourth Club Dumad. Um, handball, which is back, 40-30 uh, win against ABC last weekend and 34-20 win against Jiku today, which is a new club. I've never heard of this team before. I must have got promoted or something. Um, and yes, I think that that is it for modalities. Cool. Just a quick tangent on what we were talking about earlier with Benfica. Um, they play Santa Clara next, and Santa Clara have not lost in the last five. So, and also beat us. So, you never know what, what could happen. Definitely on form. But, um, I think that's it. If any of you ask any... Is it, you know, sorry, quick question on that. Is it away or home for Benfica? It's away, right? It's in the source? I think they played home this weekend, right? It's at home, Benfica. Oh, Is that those? Oh, yeah, Benfica went to Tondela. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Eduardo Kuresma. Getting that goal. Let's go, boy. Garbage time. One yard goal. They all count, baby. They all count. Yeah, they all count. <laughs> Bro, that was actually similar to Alori's goal this season. Just a one yard, just come on, bro. You can't let me have anything, bro. You got to compare my guy to Elordi. God damn, bro. bro. They scored similar goals this season. And I think Elordi's might have been an equalizer. This was not even that. It was late. They were both late. They were both in like the 90th minute, but that's true. Tondela was far behind at that point. Yeah, I think I think that's it. If no, you got anything else. That is a quick side note for just us before the podcast. We were saying, oh, we probably got a short one today. <laughs> half long let's go boys <laughs> we'll, we'll find 30 minutes of random content to fill that 30 minutes of un unscheduled content sucks well thank you for joining us uh well uh, an hour and a half episode 140 um i would assume the next one will probably be the porter game just before city game i've also got an interview with someone coming up soon which will be dropped before before the city game i don't know when um, but keep an eye out for that. Um, but yeah, like I said, big things going on and hopefully we can get more guests and, and more content for you guys. But um, thank you all for joining. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all the rest of them. But yeah, thank you all for joining us. 
See you there.